Welcome to Keeping It Israel, brought to you by First Century Foundations. This weekly podcast explores how your Christian faith connects to Israel and why standing with Israel matters. Now here's your host, Executive Director of First Century Foundations, Jeff Feuders. Well, welcome to Keeping It Israel. My guest on the podcast today is Bob O'Dell. And Bob and I are going to be discussing Christian anti-Semitism and what Christians can learn from their Jewish friends. Now, Bob is a Christian entrepreneur and writer, the co-founder of Root Source, an organization that helps Christians explore the Jewish roots of their faith in relationship with Orthodox Jews. He is the author of the book, Five Years with Orthodox Jews, a book that demonstrates how connecting with God's people unlocks understanding of God's word. And Bob, of course, is also a good friend of Gidon Ariel, who we have had on the podcast before. Bob, welcome to the podcast today. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you for having me. Well, it's really our privilege, and I want to sort of jump in because um, I am intrigued by your story and and how you and Gidon uh, eventually came together. So talk to us a little bit about how uh, a Christian entrepreneur suddenly becomes the author of a book about Jews and the co-founder of an organization called Root Source. How do you get here? (laughs) Have you ever heard this expression that suddenly nothing else happens. Um, uh, this is the way I felt uh, in, in 2000. Okay, I've been connecting with the Jews of Israel for 25 years prior to this root source endeavor mm-hmm. that you just mentioned. Uh, this was in high tech. And I helped start a, a, a company with a, an Israeli Jew uh, from the Tel Aviv area back in 2000. Eight years into this new company, The Lord interrupted me one time and said, have you ever considered that Wintegra might be practice? Now, Wintegra was the name of this high-tech startup, which I had put all my energies in, and I knew that it was the will of God to do this thing. But this question just threw me. Vance forward a couple years. We sell the company. A couple more years. God has opened up the doors for me to move out in a very graceful way and do something new. I don't know what it is, but Hmm. from the promise, I'm wondering if this Wintegra thing might not be practiced. Well, again, suddenly nothing happened. I I, I was looking, you know, I was reading. I I felt like God might have something for me to do still with Israel. So I, I was reading, I began to read gaps in my education, reading the history of the Jewish people and so forth, I began to discover the depth of the anti-Israel, anti-Jewish hatred that that was among my Christian Mm -hmm. forefathers over the last 2,000 years. And out of that process, I was so changed. I had been working with the Jews 25 years, and I didn't even know my own history. I decided to do something unusual. What would it look like for me to dedicate my life going forward to be a blessing to the Jewish people? And so I decided I would go to Israel. Now, this time I've gone 33 times for business purposes, but now I've been over 50 times uh, uh, in terms of just following God. And, And God sent me to Israel, and I found myself in Jerusalem on the walls of the old city with 
a guy named Gadon Ariel standing there, and he's helping us in this little Christian group that I had gone over this conference. He was helping us learn how to pray as watchmen on, on the wall. And after he was done, he stopped to say, okay, are we done with the, the prayer stuff? People said, okay, yeah. He said, well, I've got an announcement to make. <laughs> I had an idea come to me about four or five days ago. And my wife tells me this is the best idea I ever had. How many of you Christians standing here would be interested in learning from Jews, learning Jews teach the Torah over the internet to Christians? And there was this gasp that went over the, the crowd. And I felt the Spirit of God say yeah. to me at that moment, you think you're going to Israel to maybe bless a lot of different Jewish organizations or whatever? No. I want you to come alongside that man and help him start that organization and make that organization successful. So that's how I transitioned from the high-tech world to working with Gidon Ariel, and when which we, we founded this organization. He had this idea, and I just helped him bring it to life. Wow, great story. And as I said, we've met Gidon, and so now to meet you is just an added pleasure. And put one more sort of piece into the puzzle of what Root Source is all about. And if you're listening and you want to know more about Root Source, I believe if I remember correctly, the website is root-source.com. Right. And so, um, is that correct? That that is correct. Thank you so much. Uh, you know, I I want to I don't want to go into my own story, but I love that phrase you used. You know, suddenly nothing happened. Uh, you know, I can go back and and think about many moments uh, in my life in ministry when uh, when that was the case, and uh, that may be a discussion for another time. But you alluded to something a minute ago, Bob. You talked about about the Christian anti-Semitism that you were sort of arrested by this idea that, uh, you know, hatred towards the Jewish people from Christianity, from the church. Now, Christianity was originally Jewish, was it not? Talk to us a little bit about how how that separation happens from Judaism uh, to, to anti-Semitism, which takes root inside of, of Christianity. Well, without a doubt, uh, Christianity is uh, was a branch of Judaism, and anti-Semitism only creeped into Christianity when we allowed the distinction that God was making in bringing Gentiles into the family. We allowed that distinction to distort our view of what God's purposes really were, and we, mm. uh, because many of it, because we were Gentiles coming into the faith, we did not accept responsibility for uh, what the Romans had done uh, to Jesus uh, and the decisions that the elite Jews were making regarding him as well. And we, we, we took that position, that dangerous, dangerous position of of elevating ourselves. Now we didn't think of it that way. We just degraded a little bit those that weren't like us. And somewhere deep down in the depths of our heart, we said, you know, we would have made a different decision if it had been us. And and it, it the, from those seeds, which are even plainly present in the book of Romans, as that book progresses, you can see that Paul is, is very concerned that a division, a split is about to occur in the church in Rome. And I cover this in one of the chapters of Five Years with Orthodox Jews, and thanks for mentioning the book. Uh, 
and 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 we go into that in, in detail and look at the stages of, of that church and and this is an example of a discovery uh i, I didn't come to it my onto my own but i came to it by be, being willing to have relationship with orthodox jews very good now this idea of anti-semitism in the church i mean we it's kind of ironic is it not i mean I always i'm always um taken by the irony of this you know how that in the jerusalem council the big question was you know what about all these gentiles coming in do we make them become jews uh and you know 300 years later the the tables have totally flipped and now it's gentiles that are that are shutting the jewish people out or making them you know be non-jewish almost in order to be a part of the church what's what's that all about you know after the destruction of the temple in 70 AD it gave physical evidence to the idea that God had turned away and moved away and moved past his Jewish people um, and so mm. between I would say 70 AD and and maybe uh, until 1948 or maybe even until 1967 if you just looked at the evidence and and read the the word of God and 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 bent it, turned it as you as you read it, you could try to find reasons to justify that God had moved on. But in forty eight, when the nation of Israel was reborn, and even more so, I'd say in sixty seven, when Jerusalem was reunified under Jewish control. Now you go and you look at the Bible and you say the times of the Gentiles are defined by Jerusalem. And, and so now it's been 70 years since Israel ha has been reborn. I, I just don't think we have quite the, the, the grace from God to keep missing the idea that God is moving uh, among his people, that he has never walked away from his covenants uh, and his promises. Um, and and um, early on, Gadon and I, our very first book was called Israel First, but that, that put forth this idea that whatever God does in the world, he does through Israel first. And so we could, mm. we could see a pattern there. And we were trying to interpret some of the things that were happening um, uh, a few years ago from an end time perspective. But, but uh, so I, 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 this is how I think about it. You know, uh, when I read Christian authors in the 1800s, and, and I see them turning on Israel or turning on Jewish people and saying how God moved on. I say, oh, no, you're wrong. But but you didn't you didn't have what we have now. We have the living, breathing example of Israel. And so yeah. I feel like we're, we're stepping on to dangerous ground. We're we're walking on softer and softer ground, moving into the mire if we don't recognize that God is truly up to something bigger than what we have read and the way we have read the Tanakh, the Old Testament, as well as the New. Yeah, that's a great perspective, I think, to to sort of um, 
you know, understand that uh, those who wrote centuries ago don't have the same perspective as we do, being able to see uh, the birth and the, the coming into being of, of modern Israel. It's a good point to sort of, uh, I think, temper a, a lot of what we're talking about here. But, but you documented this uh, anti-Semitism in Christianity in, a, in another book that you co-authored called The List, Persecution of Jews by Christians yeah. Throughout History. And why was that book necessary? And really, what was it that you were trying to convey through it? Oh my gosh, this is a book that I never wanted to co-author, um, mm -hmm. and I, I, I uh, but I was, you know, I, uh, it, if we believe that our Lord is is the one that we follow, we have to follow Him where He takes us, and and I think for each of us there is a path that can be, you know, in different areas, different places. He put this in front of me through a friend. Let me tell you the story. Uh, this this decision that I made to go to Israel and try to be a blessing to the Jewish people came from my own research where I started an Excel sheet. And every time in my reading, I found an event of Christian persecution against Jews. I just noted it. And I wasn't keeping track of them. I was just throwing them in a spreadsheet. And I, I kept doing my reading. We got up to about the 9th of Av, the, which is the, the day, uh, which I didn't even know. It. I worked with Jews for 25 years, and I'd heard this term, the ninth of I had no idea what it was. It's the day, the pivotal day of Jewish tragedy in Jewish history. It's the day that the, the temple was destroyed in 70 AD, and it was the day that was temple destroyed in 586 BC by Nebuchadnezzar, um, and many other things that happened on this day. So uh, in my studies, I thought, you know, let me stop. I'm going to look at this list um, on the ninth of Av. I'm going to stop my studies, and in, in reverence to the fact that the Jewish people are fasting and mourning this day, I'm going to do the same. And so on at 8 o'clock that morning, I got out, I sat down in the green chair you see behind me, and, and opened up my spreadsheet and looked. I had 500 items. I had 500 separate chronological events over 2,000 years. So I did wow. the calculation. I could I could do this for eight hours. I I can only spend one minute on on each item. So I took the first item and 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 and, and just a little notation. And I just for one minute I just would read it and think of you know, what is this saying? What is this saying to me? What what would it like have been like to have been there? What would it have been like for God to be watching this to happen? And it was sort of a mental thing for a while. But as the hours progressed and I got into the 12, 11 and 1200s at about one, two o'clock in the afternoon, wow. it was getting worse and where I could see it was building. It was getting worse and worse. And and eventually I, I had to stop. I was physically ill. I could not continue. And at that point, I knew something was never going to be the same for me. Wow. I thought that research was just personal. And so I put it aside and I went to Israel and I met a Gadon. We started Ritzorce. But years later, somebody came to me and said, Bob, I've heard that you had a list of things and it changed you. I want to tell you a story. I had a list too. I developed my own list and it changed me. And so we, we began to talk and pray together. His name was Ray Montgomery from New Zealand. And we 
We had this idea, but we'll combine our lists and make them available. One thing led to another. We made the list available, and then we ended up publishing a book called The List, which now has over 800 events over 2,000 years. It's a 500-page book. Wow. Uh, it's not a nighttime. It's not bedtime reading, <laughs> but it's a reference book that I think should yeah. be on every coffee table um, of every Christian family in America to say, this can never happen again. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Wow, that's uh, that's that's heavy, and uh, I'm sure it was a personally heavy uh, experience for you. You know, I I know how I felt just doing a two week trip in in Poland and visiting the concentration camps over those ten days or so, and uh, I I know how you felt uh, that feeling of being physically ill and the weight of it all um, really really is real. I, I just. I, I want to say my partner, Ray, who took the lead on that project, I was the co-author with him. Uh, 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 we had to stop sometimes and we had to pray together and yeah. pray the burden off of him. Because just in the process of editing a given entry, it, it takes you uh, into it. It was a very, very uh, difficult experience. I'm sure. What? How can Christians make things right with the Jewish people? You know, not not on a macro level, but but as an individual Christian, what can I do? What can somebody who's listening do to, to really uh, restore that relationship and, and, and make things right? I think that's a great question. I think the answer uh, is simple in this. It begins with knowing your own history. Um, uh, you know, we talked about the list before. Don't necessarily have to read all 800 uh, items to know your history, but understand where the Jewish people are coming from. Uh, that on the ninth of Av every year, not only do they mourn the loss of the first and the second temple, and they know that this was God's doing. They know that God was putting them into exile. They read it right in the Tanakh. Mm -hmm. But why? Do they? Why do these events on the ninth of Av and all these persecutions? Why have they continued for so many years? And why have they been at the hands of Christians? It it just changes your perspective when you go and 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 you 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 seek to have a relationship with someone in Orthodox, just to understand that they're being taught our history more than we are being taught our history because it comes and part of the of the the liturgy of the mourning is you mourn the jews that were killed in all the way up through the holocaust mm -hmm. so um uh so uh, just a little bit of understanding a little bit of coming alongside a little bit of being willing to ask before speaking yeah goes a long long way a very common sense approach, and I think that uh, these are principles that we should know and and understand and practice, but we don't always do. And so, uh, thanks for reminding us today. Now, the ninth of Av, it's that date has come up a few times. You are involved with something called the Ninth of Av Initiative. Yes. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, um, this document, uh, the, this uh, list, um, we in 2018 we put it out on the internet. Uh, and said, you know, anyone who's willing to sign a declaration saying that they, you know, stand against these these atrocities, uh, we'd like to give you this list and let you look at it. Two thousand people downloaded, and and ten percent of them wrote us and said that they were being changed by this process. When we saw that, we wondered if mm. God might not be up to something, 
maybe we should, because we, we, we built it around that day, the 9th of Av, just happenstance. That's when the list was ready. And, and so then the next year, we put together something called the Nation's 9th of Av. This is a name that the Jewish people helped us pick. It's a Christian organization. The Nation's meaning non-Jews. The Nation's apostrophe, 9th of Av. Because the Jews have been celebrating the 9th of Av, but the nations have just been standing us apart, looking, looking at it and doing nothing. So the nation's ninth of Av is just an opportunity right. to come alongside, get to know what's happening, mourn the loss. You know, uh, the Bible says, rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. The Jewish people mourn on that day. Mm -hmm. So we just come alongside and mourn and get to know the history a little bit. Um, and, and, and you know what happens? When a Christian does that, and 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 we're doing that again uh, this year, it's nine av dot com. Nine av dot com is the is the website, and there's a free conference, a free event that's okay. coming up. But when you do that, when you're willing to repent, and, and, and I mean, isn't the what things mm -hmm. that we personally did? But but it's 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 our forefathers, and 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 we can repent for the attitudes that are still present in the church, the anti-Semitism that's still present. We can repent for that um, and, and say, God, search our hearts. But when you do that, it's like there's a reset and you can start to interact with the Jewish people in a whole new way. The Jewish people that have mm. heard about this, and many have, it's been published in the Jerusalem Post, uh, uh, they're touched. You know, it's, it's one thing to come and celebrate Sukkot in Israel with the Jewish people. I mean, it's the, that's the most joyful holiday of the year, Sukkot. That's one thing to go there, and that's fine. But to mm -hmm. go for this day, who would ever do that? The very fact that this was happening uh, not only touched people, not only said that, wow, I think maybe I can connect with Christians better now if they're doing this. Some, are, some of the Jews are even saying, you know what, this is a sign of the end times. This is a sign that the Messiah is coming. Of course, we say the Messiah is returning, but in, in event he's coming <laughs> and and so so uh so this is a, a sign that the messiah is coming this is a sign uh, of the of the end of the age and 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 that things are progressing so it's it's a great joy actually so we can bring joy to the jewish people by mourning with them on a, on the day of mourning it's sort of upside down isn't it but it's just sometimes that's the way that god that god works that's oh, great. It's great. And so really, to simplify, it's it's really just an entering into that experience uh, with the Jewish people and uh, trying to feel some of the emotions that they feel and understand from their perspective. Uh, you know, this is always critical whenever you're trying to communicate with somebody is is understanding their perspective. That's and entering right. into the experience. And, and, you know, and that yeah. day is a down day. But when it comes up again, when it comes up and you come out of it, there is great rejoicing. There is a relief. There is a joy that enters. And we celebrate with the Jewish people because we've partaken in the sorrows. We partake in the joy of coming out of that day, knowing that God has made a promise that one day, Zechariah 8, uh, 18 and 19, uh, that one day, this day is going to be a day of rejoicing instead of a day of sorrow. It will be. Yeah, and, and and we we have to believe that Yeshua has something to do with that, don't we? So uh, that is Amen. God's promise. Yeah, absolutely. 
Now, here's a tough question, but you know, in all of your experience with um, connecting with Orthodox Jews, what's been one of the biggest lessons that you have learned? Um, uh, you know, it's always hard to sort of pick the top thing, but but talk to what's the biggest lesson that you learn, and and can we make an application, you know, for ourselves? I'd say the biggest lesson that I have learned is underestimating the work of God. My view, wow, not of okay. the Jewish people, was too small. My view of the work of God was too small. In fact, as you're speaking here, there was something that happened to me in Israel uh, that I write about in the book that I think actually illustrates this point. Could, could I tell you this story? Please. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I, I've got it here, uh, it, right in the book. I, I just want to read something that happened to me. Um, and I'll just, I'll just, I'll just read it rather than talking to it. Um, this is from, I believe, chapter 36. Um, I will never forget my first visit to the hill country of Samaria, to Shiloh, to meet Orthodox Jew David Rubin. After touring his nonprofit center, the Shiloh Israel Children's Fund, we happened upon some young children at the Shiloh Elementary School next door, singing loudly out in a courtyard preparing for a performance for their parents that very evening. Naturally, they were singing in Hebrew. What are they singing? I asked my friend. The Torah, he replied, over this very enthusiastic singing. What do you mean, the Torah? He paused, listened, and said, it sounds like they're in numbers right now. What do you mean right now? I asked. He smiled, turned to me, and said even more loudly with emphasis so that I could clearly hear him over the singing. Over the course of their schooling, they will all memorize all five books of the Torah word for word. I stood in stunned silence as it suddenly dawned on me that I was seeing a foretaste of Isaiah 11:9 coming alive before my very eyes. That verse reads, they will not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Wow. Wow. That's great. Thank you for sharing that. And and it is, um, you know, it's it's something that we've we've thought of before, you know, the and and I hate to to think about how some people characterize that, you know, they, well, you know, those are those are just words. They're doing it by rote. They're, you know, uh, it's not meaningful to them. But but the word of God is powerful, isn't it? And and there's really no way that if we get it into our hearts, that it that it can't change us. It's it's impossible yes. for it not it, to change it, us. Is that right? You you are so right. You are absolutely right. The word of God will not return void. You are exactly right. And and yeah. what was so striking was at the very beginning of this, they were singing so passionately and loudly. I mean, you can't fake that when your kids age, you know, eight to tw 
12. You can't fake it. I've seen my kids practicing the Christmas pageant, you know, <laughs> before the, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. uh, before they do the real one. And it's just, you know, and this isn't even the real thing. This is just the practice. It was so passionate. It, it just touched me. This is going wow. beyond. So I did, I underestimated the God of Israel. Wow. Amazing insight. And uh, Bob, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on and, and for sharing with us today. I'm sure there are lots more things we could discuss, but I hope that we'll have opportunities to do that more in the future. And uh, I think you've given us a lot to think about today. So thank you so much. And before we're fully finished here, just give us a little bit of an explanation about what Root Source is all about, why it's so important for Christians to connect there and, and to learn in that forum. Well, Root Source is uh, a collection of videos and lessons from uh, a dozen Jewish teachers and Gadon's ideas to, uh, to expand that to a hundred different Jewish uh, teachers. Uh, Root Source just announced the material uh, from uh, some people would say the top rabbi in Israel, uh, uh, his material is, is, is coming on. You can look at the website and, and see root-source.com. We're also a set of books. Uh, we, we also put out books. You know, there's different ways to connect. And um, the, the key idea behind five years with Orthodox Jews is that not only can we learn directly from the Jewish people, but if we if we put ourselves on an even playing field and are willing to ask and learn and, and, and share on an equal basis with love and respect, that when God sees that, he will honor it and he will give mm -hmm. us insights into our own Christian faith, things and questions that we may have had for years. It happened to me and I've seen it happen every single time that someone, someone is willing to interact respectfully with the Orthodox Jews of Israel. It's been happening for a hundred years. Uh, it's, it's, mm. it, it is, I believe, God's principle. It's part of Genesis 12, 3. And, uh, it is the birthright that we have to, uh, to get a turbo boost in understanding God's word by, by interacting respectfully with the Jews of Israel, just as you have interacted respectfully with my friend Gadon Ariel. Jeff, thank you. And I really appreciate what you're doing here. Well, thank you. And uh, it's been a pleasure to have you on. And I, I do just want to say, you know, this is this is one way. And, and I think you've even framed it like this in one of the books, as I was reading earlier today. This is one way that we can bless Israel and bless the Jewish people is by respectfully listening to what it is they believe and learning from them wherever we can. And so, you know, part of our mission is blessing the Jewish people. And so we want to engage with that. And it's been great to listen to you today. I love your story. And I do really hope that uh, we can have lots of interaction in the future, maybe even, uh, you know, a an aroma coffee or a nice meal in the city of Jerusalem one day together. That would be fantastic. I know just the place. We'll do it. <laughs> okay. Sounds good, Bob. God bless you. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you. 
Well, thanks for tuning in to Keeping It Israel today. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Bob Odell from Root Source and uh, just incredible insight. Bob strikes me as just such a kind and gentle man. And uh, I've only just met him today via this interview, but uh, I look forward to our interactions in the future. Just appreciated his responses so much. Don't forget to check out the ministry, Root Source dot com root dash source dot com and uh, this is an incredible opportunity for christians to learn from orthodox jews and we encourage you to check out that organization we are a ministry first century foundations is a ministry that exists to support the land and the people of israel and to educate christians about the jewish roots of our faith we're a charity that relies on your generous donations and so if you benefit from keeping it israel if you like the podcast if you enjoy the work that we're doing then please consider giving to help us to continue to put this podcast out on the air. You can also visit firstcenturyfoundations.com to learn about the many humanitarian projects that we support in Israel and to find out how you can be a part of this critical work that we do there. Thank you for your giving. Your generosity is making a huge difference in the lives of many people in Israel today. We want to encourage you, if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to hit the subscribe button down below. We'd love for you to come back and see the other content that we produce. And also, if you're listening on your favorite podcasting platform, you can subscribe to our podcast there as well and leave us a review. That would be so helpful. Lastly, stay connected with us on Facebook. First Century Foundations, and you can learn there about some of the ministry that we're doing. You can get updates about some of what's happening in Israel and just lots of great stuff that we post on our Facebook page as well. The land and the people of Israel have a special place in the heart of God, and they play a critical role in history. And so we remind you once again, today more than ever, as Christians, we stand with Israel. Music